Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Want to make Mom's Day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat Mom to the good stuff from just $30. You are listening to Ask Eliza Anything, and we are listening to you while I read your questions. And I'm going to start today's episode um, by saying, you know, we love that you guys were... Emily, in the middle of a thing. Every time. That's why our listenership is down. If you like our podcast, please share. We always I've never asked anyone to share it. Uh, we have thousands of listeners. That's fair to say, right? Yeah. Hundreds of thousands. It's up there. Uh, share it. Uh, post about it. Let people know. Be like, hey, here's what I'm listening to. Because the more listeners we get, the better we can make the show. And uh, the more we can give you advice on how to break up with a friend <laughs> or stop talking to that one aunt who's like a little anti-Semitic. So we're here. I'm here with my assistant and stalwart companion, Emily, the baby arm. Keep it supreme. Higgins. <laughs> Trotting around on the floor is Tian Fu, who has a bully stick, which most people don't know, is bull like testicle strands and this tiny dog with a donut for a mouth is like, I'm vicious. Anyways, she's carrying that around, which is kind of funny that dogs take their things with them where they go and she's leaving. Great. Less tips on the floor. For the floor, let's get it cracking. Kick it. Julie Janak says, hey, Eliza. First off, I'm a gal who grew up in your general Dallas vicinity and was forced against my will to listen to your mom's radio show by my own overbearing mother. So I can't tell if it's some sort of weird kismet that I'm now a huge fan and believe you're my spirit oh, animal. I'm sorry. She thinks my mom is Dr. Laura Schlesinger. Is that what's happening? Yeah, that's not my mother. Okay. Doctor, my whole life people have asked me this and the younger people are, uh, the, the younger people get, the less people ask me this. Uh, different spelling, uh-huh. not my mother. Okay, but I great. too listen to her on occasion because of my own mother who is not Dr. Laura making me listen to her own show. Great. So don't know if that's... If that bleeds into the question, but that's Clears all. Clears it up. No, that has nothing to do with the question. My mom did work at a radio station, but she was, she sold airtime. So I don't think she, uh. If your mom a had a radio show, I wouldn't be surprised, but yeah. My mom is Clears dying to come on the podcast. 
she wants to, she's like, I want to give advice too. Look, next time you go there, bring this, bring our mobile uh, rig. Or she could just pack her things and fly across the country to me. Wouldn't that be easier than her mobile daughter just bringing a microphone? Wouldn't it be better if she just, as a 70-year-old woman, packed all of her things and got on a red eye to come to Los Angeles where it takes her a day to recuperate? Huh. I think that's the best way. Yeah. Anyway, not your, not my mom's show. Go on. <laughs> Anywho, as a fellow mid to late 30s woman who just got married in 2019 and also has lots of single friends, I'm looking for suggestions on how to play Cupid. My husband has a ah. wonderful single best male friend, and I have a wonderful college girlfriend who I think would be a great match, and husband agrees. My only problem is they have zero friends in common except us, and I really don't see this girlfriend all too often. What's the least awkward way to get them introduced to see if there may be a spark? I've even thought about inviting them over for dinner, totally. but it would be such an awkwardly obvious setup. It just seems like too much pressure. Suggestions for meet cute between friends? Oh uh, two things. One, the second you said I want to play Cupid, my thought was check out the ship dating app where you can swipe for your friends. So if you really do you want to play Coop, do you want to play Cupid in general or do you want to play Cupid just for this one match? My second bit of advice is if it isn't easy, let it go. I am very much of the mindset, like if you have friends that want to be set up, that's great and do what you can. But if you're the one pushing, like don't be a yenta about it. If you're the one pushing, they gotta help themselves. I have a, a couple friends who won't go on dating apps or don't want to go out to meet the guys. You're like, look, I can only bring the horse to water. So first of all, I would ask, hmm, I would ask either of them, like, do you think this person is cute? I would do it with the girl <clears throat> to be like, do you even think this guy is cute? And if she's like, yeah, I don't think it's weird at all. Maybe invite some people over, have like a little get together or, you know, go out and casually run into each other or just be like, do you think this guy's cute? Then go to the guy if she's like, I think he's cute, go to the guy and be like, hey, do you think she's cute? And then just give him the number. Be like, call her. It's not, this is a grown man. And, I, and I'm hoping it's a grown woman, not like a human traffic person. They can do it themselves. But it's not on you to create a whole big thing. It should be simple. And they both should be willing participants. If you're dragging them to it, it means that you need more hobbies. That's what I think. Yeah, but it's nice that you're you have these two people that you love in your life that you want to get yeah, together. But you, but they have to want it too. Like he's gonna be like, oh, she's cute. I'd love to take her out. Some guys are like, yeah, I'm single, but I don't know what I'll ever do about it. Um, but find out from you. Got to start with one or the other. So find out from her. Be like, do you even think this guy is cute? Because mm-hmm. you don't want to go through all that and then they see each other. They're like, yuck. How many tails does he have? But okay. just they, they got to be willing participants in their own future, in their own destiny. Okay. okay. The price is Sarah. Hi, oh, Eliza. I didn't show you. See that football? Someone wrote Kick It on it in Australia. Oh. And they brought it and I put it up there. We have oh. a, a podcast football. The price is Sarah. Hi, Eliza, Baby Arm, and Scott. Sorry for the long question in context. It's fine. We haven't seen Scott in so long. I know it. We'll see you soon. Um, guess what, Scott? You're fired. Now oh. you're finding out. You're finding out this way. No. I am marrying a brown first-gen American Indian man from a very conservative Sikh family that doesn't really approve of divorce. Apparently, it's a very white thing to do. My parents have been divorced since I was four and are both happily remarried with entirely new families, but both my mom and dad have an undying hate for each other. My dad didn't go to my college graduation because my mom would be in the same 500-person auditorium. As a person with divorced parents and a newish husband- have the best sex, just so you know, your parents- Fuck. No, they're not uh, together anymore. Stan. Oh, Judy. As a person of divorced parents and a newish husband, my adv- any advice they get together. for a one- They get together like an olive garden. No. She's like, meet me by the breadsticks. Fuck your face. Oh. 
Any advice for one, explaining this tough situation to my one one day in-laws, two, blending three families together, three, planning a wedding where the people in attendance absolutely hate each other. My man understands and loves slash is loved by all involved, but still sometimes has a tough time dealing with three Thanksgivings, two Christmas celebrations, etc. Plus, we live in Atlanta and plan to stay here. His family also lives in Georgia, and both of my families live in North Carolina. Thanks for any advice. Love the podcast, book it specials. Hope to see you live soon. All you need to worry about is this. And all the people in your life need to worry about is this. You're getting married. If they love you, they will fucking deal with it. Mm-hmm. That is so shitty that your dad couldn't get over himself. I, Emily, if you're going to get coronavirus all over this office, quit coughing. That's it. You got to come to Jesus with both of your parents and has it come from you and be like, I need you to just be cool. This is my special day. Like shelve it. And I'm sure they can. It sounds like one might be more mature than the other, but I'm sure they can. And you might just say like, and I really want you there and I love you so much, but if you're going to make this hard, then don't come. You know, make it clear you want them. People always make it about them. As far as all of your holidays and stuff like that, that's just the way it goes. And it sucks because we're all we're all products of divorce. You got to divide things up. Parents don't mean to make it harder, but they do. I go through this uh, with my husband. He never, you know, you want to go to Christmas at one house and Christmas Day at the other and Christmas morning at the other. And as a Jew, I'm like, fuck it, movie time. Um, so you decide what you want to do and your parents will go along for the ride. By the way, Indians have a lot of holidays and they're in my Google calendar for some reason. Like there's a holiday called Holly. And like I get these like random Indian holidays. So they have a lot. They have probably just as many as like most Catholics or Jews if you really get into it. So- I'm sure you're going to be asked to do a fair share of Sikh festivals, things like that. This is all a part of being married, chickadee. Your parents, they got to sack up. You don't, want to, you don't want to embarrass yourselves in front of his family and look like a bunch of mongrels that not only are divorced but can't get along. So save face if for nothing other than you don't want to look like garbage, right? But also you don't, it's like she's saying that they really don't, they think divorce is a white thing. Like you don't have to justify your parents' divorces not at all. to them. It's not at total, all. That's not a concern. Because at by the all. way, it's every fine. culture has something where you're like, oh, that must be a you thing. Yeah. One's not better than the other. One's not different. They've got plenty of customs where you're going to be like, do I want to pierce my nose? I don't know. So that that's not on you. Um, and if they want to judge, then those are just those kind of people. But I'm sure they kind of don't care. What your parents can control is how they act and show their love to you. Mm-hmm. And that's really all that matters. Yeah. Getting married. Somebody's getting married. Tell your parents to grow the fuck up. Seriously. Play this pod for them and be like some other girl that's marrying a first generation Sikh guy wrote in. It wasn't me, mom and dad, but have a listen. Oh my God, Indian weddings. I've always wanted to go to one. I just rewatched 27 Dresses and in the beginning. Oh, why does everything you say have to be? Like, I in the beginning, the, the montage is her going between an Indian wedding and a Jewish wedding. And she's like taking a cab between them. Back and forth all night. Nobody cares if a person is at their weddings that much. She's the maid of honor in both. Enough. But I've always wanted to go to Indian wedding and wear the the. I when I went to India, I bought a sari. Uh, it never came in handy, but just like it would be, it'd be. I need to acquire an Indian friend and then become her best friend, so I can be the maid of honor and wear all the gold mm-hmm. and eat all the tasty food. It looks like so much fun, minus the elephant. <coughs> they don't look like they're having a good time. Hannah, Hannah, whim pillows everywhere. Yes, please. Hannah Hannah Wim. Hi, Eliza, baby, Armin Tofu. I listen to you every day. You've inspired me to start my own podcast. I plan to build recordings with my boyfriend and our silly banter. You've reminded us that voices are a must and keeps the conversation lively. I love your party. Yeah, voices voice. are an integral part of a conversation. Otherwise, just a lot of blinking. 
Speaking of podcasts and voices and having your own voice, how do you stay original in your terminology and voices without being influenced by other podcasts and their mannerisms? It honestly gets me annoyed when I hear people say words you've coined. Stay true to you. Ooh. Uh, simple. I don't listen to other podcasts. Right. And I think this applies to <sighs> your care. comedy as well. Yeah. I stay focused. I intake only things that I think will make me that will expand my mind in different ways. I don't need a lesson. I don't, I watch the stand up of people that I like. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of comics I like don't have specials that are readily available. Um, but I love good comedy. I do think it's hard to come by, but I'm not, I don't intake a lot of comedy just because I don't want to accidentally steal something. Um, I do get anxious. I am always trying to like come up with the next thing or write something. And I'm a creative person. So you can get inspiration from other people and other things that aren't doing exactly what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And so that's it. Um, I also spend a lot of time in my own head and alone. So I've had a long time to think about the way that I think about things. I read a lot. That's it. I don't listen to other podcasts because yeah. 99.99% of them are garbage. You might think this one's garbage. Like they're so ubiquitous. So that's it. I don't pay attention to other people's stuff. Uh, anybody that rips other people off, it just, I don't know. People do it. People do it unintentionally. I don't think yeah, about it. There's always cases of parallel. My thinking. animals inspire me. Making fun of Emily inspires me. <laughs> Created a world. If another podcast did that, I'd be very upset. Well, I would fight them. <laughs> I would. I would beat someone over the mouth with a chair if they ever hurt oh, you. Thank you. I'm busy, and this time of year gets even busier. I've had my baby. I'm back to work. I'm at meetings. I'm on tour. I'm running around, and I don't always have time to sit down for a meal with my family. Sometimes I get home from set so late, and I just need to eat something nutritious and go to bed. And that's why I like Factors fresh, never frozen meals because they're dietitian approved and they're ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy I am, and I'm busy, I always have time to get a nutritious, great tasting meal. Factor has over 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. So I never get bored. I'm trying to do less meat in general and they have wonderful vegan and veggie options. I just made a vegan mushroom marsala and I made an onion risotto. Just because you're eating vegetarian doesn't mean you can't eat deliciously. It had roasted garlic green beans. It was scrumptious. Head to factormeals.com slash Eliza50 and use code Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Eliza50 at factormeals.com slash Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. I do think there's something to be said for ordering something of quality and every once in a while getting a nice package in the mail with a product that you're going to own for a long time. Let me tell you about Bolin Branch's signature sheets because they're the perfect way to start upgrading your sleep, your room, the look of your room because they're designed to feel incredible for all sleepers. They are made with the finest 100% organic cotton. These sheets feel buttery soft yet super breathable and they're perfect for warmer summer months ahead. We have a house that we go to in the summer and I got all Bolin Branch sheets for the beds because we're having a lot of guests this year and I want them to feel like they're at a nice bed and breakfast that they didn't have to pay for. Bolin Branch sheets are free from toxins like synthetic pesticides, formaldehyde. I bet you didn't know that was in your sheets. And their signature sheets come in 14 versatile colors and they come in sizes from twin all the way up to California King. And Bolin Branch has a 30-night worry-free guarantee, which means you can wash, style, and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. And if you don't love them for any reason, you can send them right back with free returns on all U.S. orders. Sleep better with the softest, most breathable bedding from Bowl and Branch. Go to bowlandbranch.com slash Eliza for 15% off your first sheet set, plus free shipping. That's Bowl and Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, branch.com slash Eliza for 15% off. Exclusions apply. See site for details. 
Well, it's finally happening. The weather is finally getting warmer. So it's time to say goodbye to the jackets and cozy sweaters we've been hibernating in all winter. And it's time to say hello, bonjour, to shorts and t-shirts. And if you've been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, Quince is for you. I talk about Quince a lot because I really believe in a sustainable capsule wardrobe. And there's no reason you can't have a sustainable, timeless wardrobe for every season. And Quince has got you covered with premium linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable, silk tops, hello. And the best part is all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Dressing well shouldn't break the bank. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Look well. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Eliza for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza. Moleculius. My grandma came to the U.S. on a boat from Poland where they were super poor in 1960. She is hypercritical and totally fucked me up mentally growing up with verbal abuse, judgment, oppression, public humiliation, etc. She raised me from ages 5 to 14 while her husband was dying and then while her parents were deteriorating. She sacrificed necessities like prescriptions for me when I was a kid just so I could have stuff I wanted. I think she felt guilty that both my parents dipped out on me and I am an only child so I didn't have anyone else. I moved in with mom ages 14 to 18. It was so much worse. She's diagnosed with a handful of psychological issues, moved in with dad at 18, which was chill, and I started college. I'm 28 now. Good for you for going to college, though. I always attempted to maintain a friendship with my grandma, but I finally accepted that's not a role she's able to fill for me because she's only ever negative and critical. I always feel worse when I talk to her because I'm never what she wants, no matter how much I achieve. I'm so brokenhearted because she was my foundation as a human and sacrificed so much for me. My mom and I don't speak for many years. My dad and I are good friends. How do I reconcile slash grieve losing the illusion of the friendship I thought that we had? Thank you so much. Love you guys. Oh, love you, Eliza, baby arm, hilarious, sexy, Scotty, and Tofu. He's not funny. He's not even here. Um, I totally understand not any of what you're saying except for the very end part. I, I'm sorry. I totally relate to the very end, not the whole other stuff. I mean, that's a lot to deal with. But we have these ideas in our mind, particularly as women, of like the person that you're going to be friends with or the ideal relationship that you're going to have with your family or your mom or your whatever but it's all perfectly imperfect. And I think when you get a little bit older, or maybe you could even do it right now, if you see that you couldn't have become the person you became without your Nana being the person she was. And, you know, what if you had that like loving bubby from the old country? You know, maybe it wouldn't have pushed you to do other things. You know, the truth is it was what it was and it is what it is. And the version that you're projecting on her, I mean, perhaps she's doing the same to you. She wants you to be... I was going to say she wants you to be something you're not, but I really don't think that's the case. I think when you grow up really hard, the way that you show love is the way she's doing it. It's the way she's got her own issues and she obviously had a hard time. And I really think that that's the only way she knows how to communicate to you. And if you look at the actions over the words, you know, coming from Poland, like that seems brutal, especially being poor and an immigrant. And she's just trying to keep her head above water while raising you. She did the best she could. Mm -hmm. If you have to put it in a letter or if you want to just like write it out to her and say it, I think 
it's you need to come to terms with it's never going to be this perfect like pie baking Nana that loves you unconditionally, but she does love you so much because she wouldn't have done all that. She really didn't have to. And I think that it's more important for you to express to her your gratitude and then you have to make a deal with yourself like it's going to be what it's going to be. Like you cannot control someone's actions. And I think in fully actualizing that, you'll be able to let go of some of that Norman Rockwell perfection that you're envisioning. I also wonder if you want to try to spend time with her in a different context, like could you find something to do? When you're talking, wires are crossed. Like you feel offended by what she's saying. Maybe she's being mean. Could you like, could you go to the movies? Could you do axe throwing? Could you do- No, she's like 80. She's like 90. Right, but but find- something like fun, like an activity to do where maybe it's not built on talking. It's just built on spending time together. I think also, I think your thing is like you spend time and she's always saying awful things to you. Mm-hmm. You might want to have a come to Jesus. You could try because she might break down and be like, oh, they tortured me and that's why I'm so mean. She could just be like, this is the way that I am. I mean, at a certain age, people kind of just are the way that they are, but maybe actually probing her be like, when you say that to me, are you trying to hurt my feelings? Mm-hmm. She'll say, of course not. I'm just trying to make you better. I think it's worth having a conversation while you still can. Mm-hmm. And I think also we do this thing with our families where we're always envisioning, and I think as girls, I talk about this in Girl Logic, which is available on Amazon. We envision these perfect scenarios and these perfect things and nothing ever lives up to that. But the truth is nothing is perfect and nothing has ever been. It's only in the movies that everything is perfect. Yeah. And once you realize that your family is perfect in its imperfection, you know, you go home for Christmas and you're like, we're always fighting, but that's what it's always been. Mm-hmm. Nobody's family is this Rockwellian, idyllic, perfect thing. And even those ones are even more fucked up. So she's perfect in the imperfection in the way that she loves you. And if she's hurting your feelings, you are more than welcome to say something to her. Mm-hmm. You totally should. And if you can't get up the guts to do it, you're just going to have to accept that like that's the best she can do. I also wonder if it's on your dad's side, I wonder if you, your dad has any input on dealing with her. If it's on your mom's side, you're like kind of out of luck, luck. In which case, like, she could, you know, genetically have some some issues. It could also be psychological that. issues and that it, it is what it is. Yeah. But I, I think have a conversation and then maybe find a way you can spend time together where you're not going to be hurt. Or she's kind of a bitch and you're just like, you know what? It was what it was. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. It, the sooner you accept that certain people are limited and they are doing the best they can and this is never it's never going to be different, I think once you let go of the idea that it's truly never going to be different, mm-hmm. then you can kind of settle in to the fact that, like, this is how it is. Right. Kick it. Sarah Von Paul. Eliza, baby, I'm hot. But by the way, for- sorry, for what it's worth, my Nana was, like, the most loving woman ever mm-hmm. and her parents were Polish and her mom died when she was young and she would never talk to me about her. So I think there's like an Eastern European weirdness there. Kick it. Sarah Von Paul, Liza Baby Arm Hot Scotty and Chanfu. Love your stories that feature your hang time with M. Hig. That said, and I say this from a place of sincere love. Oh, did you ask her to write this? No. Okay. Your answer to the pizza order question oh, was my week God. AF. Fuck you, so Sarah Von Paul. How's that feel? For you is when you and gluten make pizza, what do you like on it? What would be your ultimate pizza? I know you don't love these types of questions, but do it for Smoky Husky. P.S. My top of the cup this week was trying black cherry fresca. It was tasty. Made me think of NY Fred for you. Black cherry fresca is a thing. Black cherry Dr. Brown's. Black cherry fresca. What are you talking about? Black Mm. cherry Dr. Brown's is so tasty. I don't like cherry. 
It's not a cherry. Okay. It's fake. It's like, you love fake things. No, I don't like cherry. Okay, so pizza. Here's the thing. That's you a said, that's a weird line to draw in the sand. You did a stories and Instagram stories where, when asked what your favorite pizza toppings were, you said uh, mushroom, onion, spinach, eggplant. Yeah. I like those things. Okay, great. If you're ordering a pizza, okay. what are you putting on it? I'll tell you. You want to get serious about this? Fine, yes. I will. My husband is a pizza chef. Yes. He opened a pizza place. He's opening his own place. We, he makes pizzas at home. Yeah. So I love his pizza. It's thin. Mm-hmm. We make it and we have our own pizza oven. Sits on the counter. And he does a smoked mozzarella. Yeah, you've never heard of that. Smoked mozzarella, purple kale, shallot pizza. And it's my favorite thing. I love shallots. John Panette, uh, rest in peace, had a funny bit about how much he hates shallots, and I never understood it because shallots are so good. You think it's an onion? It's a shallot. Anyway, or maybe it's purple onions. I'm pretty sure it's shallots. Anyways, smoked mozzarella, purple kale, love kale on a pizza, and I love a lot of cheese, so that's go. my answer. Thank you. Kick it. I try to eat less meat. Yesterday, it. I had a vegetarian sushi bowl, and it was like all these vegetables laid out like it was sashimi on rice, and I felt really good about myself, and when I got home, I was fucking starving. Kick you it. know what's better than meat? Cheese. Yes, but also mushrooms. I love, and I had several mushrooms. I love mushrooms on a pizza. Yeah. I love a portobello mushroom. My mom used to make this slice lengthwise. So it's almost like you slice it. So it's almost like two halves of a mm-hmm. hamburger. Mm-hmm. Like it's like a hamburger bun. And put, mm, I guess I don't do this anymore. Put uh, provolone and salami, put the mushroom top back on. So it's like a sandwich and bake it in your toaster oven Ooh. until the cheese melts and then eat that. Oh, I think you might have to like. Marinate that mushroom. No, it's pretty good though. Yeah. Look like up a, that recipe. I like a portobello. I do too. Have you ever had that Shake Shack thing that's a portobello with cheese and breading yes, around it? It's delicious. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised you like mushrooms. I love a cooked mushroom. Wow. Because mm-hmm. it's a, sort of a vegetable. I healthy. made some myself in my home on my know, stu- stove twice now. I Pretty did sure. it two nights ago. I know. You didn't see my newest ones. I had cameras installed. I saw everything. <laughs> I watch you when you're sleeping. You didn't install cameras. You would have had to have me install the cameras. Totally. So I would know about it. I'd be like, go install these in your own home. It's not for me at all. <laughs> but I need this link to my account. Ariel618. My boyfriend and I live in the city with our dog and own a condo on the second floor. Our building was built in the 1960s with only four units per building. So sound can sometimes carry louder than normal. Our dog never barks and is generally very quiet. But yesterday, my downstairs neighbor texted me and asked if we could chat for a few minutes. I went downstairs and she said that she can constantly hear our dog click clacking across the floor in his tail. What the fuck? She then stated that my boyfriend walks too loudly with his boots on. I said that we would certainly be cognizant of walking, but I can't do anything about the dog because, well, he has nails and walks around. Four legs. We already have a bunch of rugs in the house, and my boyfriend said he'd take his boots off when he was at home. But how the hell do you respond to this? If you bought a condo on the first floor, you should know that you may have some noise upstairs. Am I overreacting by being annoyed by this? Uh, Went to your Atlanta show last February. So excited for your movie on Netflix to come out. I don't know. You know what? I would look at the blueprints. Maybe like where you walk the most is like over her bedroom. You know, like you, you can only be so quiet and you're right. You bought the first floor condo. You're trying. I would ask, first of all, I would be friends with her because it's, you're a lot less annoyed when you're friends with your neighbor. Mm -hmm. Like noises are just less loud. They're less grating. Um, But I would see where it is and like where she's hearing the noise. Uh, the dog click clacking. Maybe you do need to trim your dog's feet, uh, toe toenails, because that even even when Tofu's doing it, I'm like, and I'm sleeping. I'm like, cut him down. 
see that, and then maybe you can put rugs just there. But go over to her house, you know, bring a bottle of wine and make it cooler. And I, I guarantee she'll be less annoyed. Don't get defensive. And if she really is making a mound out of a molehill, uh, mound out of a molehill, then mm-hmm. you at some point have to say to her, "Look, I'm going to do all the things that I can, but ultimately, I do live above you, and we're cognizant of it. But I can't live my life just afraid that you're going to be awake. So these right. are the things I'm willing to do." That's, that's if push comes to shove and she's being a jerk about it. It sounds like you're already being very thoughtful. I mean, I get very mad because I try to be very thoughtful of my neighbors and they are not They're thoughtful garbage. of me. Yeah, go um, go see where your heavy traffic is in uh, in relation to her sleeping quarters. Mm-hmm. And trim your dog's toenails. Mm-hmm. And that's all you can do. But you are, the fact that you're asking about it, that you put down rugs, that your boyfriend is like, oh, I'll take off my boots. Mm-hmm. Like you're being very thoughtful. There comes a point where it's like you're just living and you can only do so much. That's all you can do. And so you've tried. And if she's so weird about it, some people like are just fucking weird and- and show her you're trying. And that, and I think part, if I complain about a neighbor, if I saw that the neighbor was trying, mm-hmm. that really is a big part of the battle because you don't like to feel uncomfortable in your own home. Yeah. But if you truly know there's nothing that can be done, it's like then you kind of just get over it and she'll stop hearing it. Yeah, I've just ordered my first ever pair of noise-canceling headphones so I don't murder my neighbor. They're arriving today. So two-phase plan. Make sure that you've done all you can. And then if she's still a jerk about it, you say to her, I live above you and I need to walk. Mm-hmm. But I've done everything else. Right. And invite her over. Like, get into each other's homes. Make it, like, be more friends. That way you're less annoyed. And absolutely be like, look, you can text me when something happens. I got so mad when I texted my neighbor at, like, 3 a.m. Like, could you please turn your TV down? And every time I text yeah. him, he he calls me and is like, just call next time. I don't want to call her. He's like, just come over. I don't want to knock her door at 3 a.m. Like, yeah. yeah. Open a line of communication. And then yes. if she starts to take advantage of that, that's, you know, you deal with that if that happens. But if she can just text you... When it happens, then maybe you'll realize like, oh, this is where I do my my jumping jacks. Yeah, she's like, flamenco lessons are every Monday in my bathroom. I don't know what right. to do. Yeah. All so, right. yeah. Check it. ASAS. I'm a nurse who will be going back to school in the fall to get my doctorate and become a nurse anesthetist. It's been a while since I've been in the school environment, which is typical for nursing since you need experience as a registered nurse before you can become an advanced practice nurse. My question is- There's so many levels of nursing, by the way. Yeah. There's like bedpan nurse and then there's like almost a doctor. Anesthetist there's, nurse There are nurses lot. that can like write prescriptions. Yeah. Serious nursing. My nurse practitioner is my doctor. Serious nurses. This Well, you should get a doctor, but serious nurses this weekend on ABC. Context. I'm a 27-year-old single female. My class will be less than 30 students total for my year. And from those I've met, many are married or in relationships. It's a rigorous three-year program that I cannot work during. And I'll be relocating from Ohio to North Carolina for it. I'm excited about this next step in my career, but a little anxious for this big transition. Uh, And this person loves you. That's the end? So what recommendation for going back to school in a different state? Everyone in the class is like kind of married and older. Like, you know. What's the question? What are your recommendations for connecting with people during this transition? Oh, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. You're going to meet new people in your apartment complex. You're going to be friends with these people in your classes. You'll go for coffee after. They'll invite you over. It'll be fine. You're all there. It's Competitive in that you're all trying to get nursing jobs, but it's not like there can only be one star. You're going to make, it's just like regular school. Yeah. They're just, and by the way, not everyone is going to be married and there's going to be other classes on campus and you're going to be in study groups and you're going to be fine. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's fine. And don't worry about the fact that some people are married because not all of them are. And even the married ones, maybe they know cute boys or girls, whatever you're into, uh, blow up dolls. You'll be mm-hmm. fine. It's yeah. always darkest before the dawn. 
pretty sure it was Winston Churchill, but also, was it? Now it's going to bother me. But also, I'm sorry, th- that was a different quote. Uh, but I understand for me, a lot of times in larger, in, in with big upcoming events, it's always the anticipation. Like if you could just be in class right now, it would be fine because we have all this time to let it rattle around in our heads. What could go wrong? Who won't like me? And that is very human. Mm-hmm. But as FDR said, we have nothing to fear but fear itself. So right now you're just giving you that. It's going to be great. You're going to do this. And by the way, even if you made no friends, like you're there for, you can always come back and fact, like you're there for a reason. Stay mm-hmm. focused, stay hustling, stay grounded, stay woke. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It happened to me. I didn't think it would, but it happened to me. I had a nasty bout of postpartum depression. Now, there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about what you're dealing with, and there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about it with someone. I definitely saw a therapist these last couple weeks because, you know, I spend my time giving advice to others, but I could use a little advice myself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. I'll tell you what, when you're already stressed or anxious, the last thing you want to do is battle traffic and sit in a waiting room and get your parking validated. I'm sorry, is that just an LA thing? You don't need to add all that. You can just sit in the comfort of your own home or a chair you like outside and you can talk to someone from BetterHelp. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time. No additional charge and it doesn't hurt their feelings. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Eliza today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Eliza. When you ask someone what language they took in school, usually it's like with an eye roll. They're like, mm, French. It's like, do you speak French? No, I don't use it. I feel like a lot of us had difficulties learning a language in school. Rosetta Stone is here to change that. It's available on desktop and it can be used as an app on your phone or your tablet. Rosetta Stone are trusted experts for more than 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways with an intuitive process and you can pick up any language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Plus, with Rosetta Stone's true accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. That's right. You might even fool some locals into thinking you're one of them. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. I headed to Mexico City for a little vacation, and I used Rosetta Stone to brush up on my Spanish. Just a few things, a few verbs that I knew I had forgotten, and I was better. Mejor. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Ask Eliza Anything listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash Eliza. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash Eliza today. Jess underscore Ander lower. also always darkest before the dawn. So don't let the sun set on your hopes. Jess underscore Anderlower 17. Which actresses would you like to see do stand-up that are not comedians? I, I don't care. I don't think about those kind of things. But now let's think about it because it's fun. Obviously, Sandra Bullock. Okay, that, there's your answer. Uh, That's so weird. I don't think about that. That are not comedians? Well, then it won't be funny. Like, what does Tilda Swinton's stand-up look like? I would love to see that. Um, I don't know, because you're asking me who that is unqualified to do it would be doing the okay, thing that you love the most. Okay, who are actresses that you think are funny? I think Elizabeth Banks is funny. Yeah. I think she's awesome. Yeah. Um, who else is funny? Who else is funny? I mean, I mean, just your, probably, th- I don't know. All right. Right? There's tons of funny people. Right. I think Kristen Wiig is really funny. I think, oh, Lori Metcalf. 
I would like to see her. For those of you that don't know, she was the mom in Lady Bird. She plays Jackie on Roseanne. She is one of my favorites ever. Mm-hmm. And I really wish I could meet her, but I think she kind of does her own thing. I read an article about her mm-hmm. um, while we're at it. Uh, I would love to see, um, uh, uh, Jesus Christ, Jennifer Saunders from French and Saunders do stand up, mm-hmm. as well as Joanna Lumley. These are women that have made my heart beat. Great. From Absolutely Fabulous. Thank you. Um, maybe even the two women from Kath and Kim. I really enjoy that show. Mm-hmm. Give it a bone, Sharon. All right. All right. Behind underscore docs just asked, Eliza, do you know how to sing properly? Yes. Yes, I can. You I can. I can. Maybe not. You haven't had any lessons. No. Um, I'm still not sure what key is. I can sing really well if I'm given a lot of time to repair, but like I'll never like harm. To repair. Yeah, like I did that you said like repair. Okay, I was specifying my notes. To repair. I'm just uh, to repair people's misconceptions about the way that I sing. Um, I'm not uh, musically gifted. I can carry a tune, but I can't like you'll never hear me like riffing. Like mm. you'll never hear me harmonizing like <laughs> so it's fine. Mm-hmm. No one's ever been like, oh my God, we gotta get you signed. But they have been like, oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. But it's usually off key. I've had a couple auditions where I've had to sing. And my husband, which I didn't know this till I married him, not this is a bad or good thing, was in Madrigals. So he's like, he can sing and his whole family is musical. Mm-hmm. And he'll be like, yeah, it's the tone is off. The key is off. I'm like, I don't know how to fix that. Yeah. He's like, hit it here. And I'm like, right here. And he's like, see, you're off key. I'm like, what, what key? Is- Who's establishing this key? And how come only you know and I don't? How come you know? How do you know, small dog? Gretchen with dots. Wait, between. I just want to say this. For someone who's not musically inclined, I am very gifted when it comes to dog songs. Yeah. Small. Small. Gretchen with dots between every letter. Can I just remind you about the Snow Peach song? Oh, boy. I'm just saying, like, that was an earworm. That was a, a hit. Of, there are a lot of earworms. That I was still a, get your songs from your talk show, your dog songs. Yeah, that was head. a bop. She's a snow peach. A boneless beast. Boneless beast. Okay, fine. Gretchen, what are your thoughts on the big one earthquake in California? My brother just moved there and I'm nervous for him. And I'm asking this as Emily because I'm very scared. Ah. Uh, People love talking about that stuff. And they love talking about end times. Oh, the Mayan calendar. Oh, Y2K. They love, human beings love talking about like when it's all going to be over. Uh. It might happen just like coronavirus might hit, just like a comet could hit. A little bit more probability that the earthquake comes. I don't know that earthquakes are like vengeful things. I'd have to look it up more, but the truth is like, okay, it's coming or it's not. So what, I'm going to wake up every day and just not leave areas with structures I can hold on to? I have an earthquake safety kit that I did order. And we have it in the garage. And I said to my husband, I was like, we should keep it upstairs. He goes, if you can't make it to the garage during an earthquake, he's like, you have bigger problems. So I don't know. I don't think about it. Just like I don't think about a billion other things while thinking about really pedantic small things that could affect me. I think about it constantly. Yeah, but that's because you have nothing else to do. So I have a lot of stuff to do. Well, I don't know. Could happen at any time. Hopefully you're somewhere where you'll be okay. Hopefully it's not ripping the 405 in half while you're on it. That's you will the big die. one. That's, well, what that's why about. we never take the 405. We don't go far. If you've noticed, I've managed to find everything that we need within like a two mile radius of my house. Far. You go far, but I, I don't. Far. Well, I'll be okay. Yeah, you're I'll send someone fine. for you. I'll send TaskRabbit to find you. 
I'm like, Emily, drive me to, oh, fuck, she's stuck. <laughs> You'll be okay. Your brother's fine. It's fine. They've been saying the big one forever. And if it comes, it'll be what it'll be. I also believe that if someone was going to die, they were going to die regardless. Like that was going to be their day. If I didn't have a cat, I would not be worried about the earthquake because I'd be like, what? I I, like, like it crashes in and what? Like I either climb out or I don't. But I'm so worried about it crushing in. My leg's stuck. Gracie's leg is stuck. It's We're just specific. Each other. The epicenter is your apartment. Yeah. Um, your cat will be fine. Cats are very nimble. They're very resourceful. Gracie doesn't even need you to live now. Like she lives in your apartment, but like if you let her go, she'll be fine. I, well, she's going to go out. I, she thinks that, but she doesn't know that she's allergic to things. Let me, I don't think she is. I think you have Munchausen by proxy. No, she is. Okay. The I vet think, finally was like, okay, you're right. You see that? You ever see the act? Uh, no, but I know what it's about. That's what's going to happen. And I want to say this. Animals are extremely resourceful and we've domesticated them. We got tofu from this Chinese lady who was like selling Chinese dogs. And to come to, we live in a very wooded area, very hilly area. And to set up your shop here in an area where like a lot of animals go missing, it's like maybe go somewhere flatter. But one of her dogs escaped and she canvassed our entire fucking neighborhood. This dog was gone for over a month and a small dog. And you can hear the cacophony of uh, coyotes in my neighborhood on a weekly basis. And a couple days ago, somebody found this dog, which means this small, like Chinese domesticated dog had been running around our neighborhood, somehow sustaining itself, living, feeding itself, thriving for a month outdoors in a coyote infested area mm-hmm. with large birds of prey. I'm just mm-hmm. saying like this dog didn't, does not need to be adopted, but someone adopted it. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Animals are extremely resourceful. Also, that lady needs to come get her fucking signs. Because you papered our entire neighborhood. There was a post about that in the oh, neighborhood cool. group where where the leader of the group was like, uh, FYI, some group like secure pause. They didn't do this because they would never put that many up and she they put always up take them every down. five feet and they're everywhere. So she's like, if you see one and you can get at it, take it down. She, this woman though, like you shouldn't be allowed to operate business like to disrespect our neighborhood. Our do- I love my dog so much though. Thank you for my <laughs> Tianfu, my gift. Our- I said your name, I'm sorry. Does she know her name? She knows her name is John Okay. R. Pickens. Hi, Liza, Emily, and everyone else. Recently, I started dating a guy who I really like, and I was sort of friends with his ex. When I ask her about it, she always says she's fine with it, but she's been spreading rumors wait, wait, about her? me. What's uh, happening? I started dating a guy who I really like. Oh. I was friends with his ex. Okay, the ex is okay, girl. Okay, girl. When I asked Sorry, her I don't about see gender. it, she always says she's fine with it, but she's been spreading rumors about me to all the girls I know to make them hate me. Only my guy friends and boyfriend have stood by me. I really want to be friends with this girl, but she's trying to destroy me socially because I'm dating her ex. I'm also confused because she's the one who broke up with him and toyed with his emotions several times. How can I get all my girlfriends back on my side and how do I make this girl not hate me? You can't. It doesn't matter. She obviously, it's never fun to see like your new, I don't know where you are in life. If you're outside of an academic situation, you need to just get over it and move on. This girl is a loser and it doesn't matter. If it's high school, girls do that kind of stuff. You can always call her out in front of people. That's always one way to do it. Just be like, why did you say all that? Women, I hate to say this. Women do this to each other. And especially when they're younger, it's like, well, they don't stick by each other. I have had my own run-ins with this where you're like, why are you doing this? Why are none of you standing up for me? Uh, You'll get like your alpha and then a bunch of spineless ones. And by the way, the guys, men are prone to less drama. Think about, are they really standing up for you or are they just like in private being like, yeah, that's fucked up? 
be careful not to divide it. Like my guy friends versus my girlfriends, my boyfriend, you might be hotter than her. This girl just sounds like jealous trash. I would do everything to just remove yourself. And by the way, your friends let you know who they were. If you truly did nothing wrong, like you don't want those friends. It sounds like you're kind of going through something. You're going to grow out of them. That girl will never be cool. And she'll in a couple of years be like, wow, I wasn't nice to that little girl. If you cough one more time, you're fired. How's that? It's wrecking the pod. I'm trying to. Wrecking the pod. Why are you coughing all of a sudden? I've been coughing literally since I got sick on my birthday. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm just, I've had this cough. It's going to be a spoiler for my bottom of the comp. Corona. No. Foley Maddie. Hi, Eliza, Emily, and crew. Uh, I have a question about how to break off a friendship that's over a decade old. To give some context, I've known this friend since we were in elementary school and we've always been close. However, so only like, like 19? Yeah. However, throughout the course of our friendship, I've often been pushed to the side, had plans canceled on me last minute in favor of things more interesting to her or just flat out ignored in person. I've talked to her about this multiple times. Nope, she's not your friend. And she though she care. promises to do she's better. She's already canceled your friendship. You don't know it. And never seems to do any good. Most recently, she ditched me on my 21st birthday to go to a book fair, not even <sighs> suggesting I could Lit. come along. <laughs> After this incident last year, by the way, I came to the conclusion that if she was going to be my friend in any capacity, I'd drop my expectations and simply change her relevance in my life to casual friend. However, oh, even this doesn't seem to help as she's confrontational about little things and always seems to have a fixation on correcting things I say that don't warrant it. I never come back from spending time with her feeling good about myself and I'm quite fed up with it. So to summarize, should I ghost her? Yeah, text some sort of friendship breakup to her? What do you suggest to deal with this heavy situation? Go. First of all, she has stopped being your friend a long time ago. She's a turd. This girl is not your friend. You're, I guarantee when she's bored and there's nothing else then she's like hey it's me wait did we say the name in this or is it anonymous yeah we said a name oh she commented it publicly what's her name okay fine doesn't matter um i mean it was a screen name think about foley maddie foley maddie that's right i thought it was a boy think about in your life if you've ever had friends that you weren't that into and how you treat them i always think about that like i'm like oh that guy wasn't cool and then i think about all the guys that like i wasn't cool too um, you are treating her. And, and by the way, maybe you aren't like that. She is not your friend. She only hangs out with you when she's bored. Think about the fact that you even said it. You like, I don't feel great when I leave her. You're done. You are done. And you don't even have to give an explanation. You can just ghost her. And I get it. She's probably cool. She might even be like a little bit prettier than you. She's the cool girl. I totally get it. The sooner you grow some self-worth and realize that you are valuable and your time is worth it and if you stack up all the things she did to you, she's not your friend and she doesn't care. So you don't need to care either. It hurts, it sucks. Nobody wants to feel like they're not cool. You will gain more self-worth from finding people who like being around you. And they may not be as cool as her, but you've got your own light and your own path. I've totally been you where you are. I've also been where she is. And she will not sweat it if you are if you peace out. Or you do it and she's like, I am so sorry you were my best friend. Great, but- Mm-hmm. you need to value yourself because you're not and she is treating you the way that you're asking to be treated, which is like garbage. You don't owe her anything, but if it would give you peace of mind to tell don't, her. Don't even. No. Don't write a thing because she'll be like, okay. Um, she'll get so defensive. She'll be like, I never did this. I didn't do this. The book fair was fucking sick and you're a loser. So don't even. <laughs> yeah. I, I did that Just once. I wrote a friend a, like a, a letter about like why she had hurt me mm-hmm. and it like didn't do anything. And so I've now broken up with a couple friends and I just peace out. Mm-hmm. Less and less text. 
you'll also find that you get a sick pleasure from not responding. Hey, are you around? I just got done with my thing and I thought I might ask you to hang out last minute. Sorry, can't. Sorry, can't, don't respond. Oh, just saw this, whatever. You don't have to be rude. You don't have to be dishonest. And you'll start to feel like you're slurping your power back slowly. Slowly. Amp zero three two one. Don't write a whole thing because that makes it look like you feel bad. Like, and I really felt like we could have been better. You're not a boy. Like, she's, you're not trying to fuck her. It's your friend. It should be easier. Mm. Okay. What are you waiting for? Amp zero three two one. Hi, Liza and gang, some background. I am in the U.S. Army Reserves and deployed to Iraq three years ago. Jesus. How the reserves work is once you come back from your deployment, your full-time civilian employer has to give you a job back of equal pay and status, but it doesn't have to be the job you left. This is what happened to me. I came back, same company, different job, and hated it. Luckily, on deployment, I met my now wife, so leaving the company to live with her, she is active army and lived in a different state, wasn't a hard decision. Since then, though, I've had two jobs that seemed super promising, good companies, benefits, pay, etc. However, both job jobs lacked enough actual work, tasks, daily activities for me to feel engaged or fulfilled in any way. Oof. The first job, I would show up to work and be done with most of my stuff by 9.30 to 10 a.m. every day and dread just sitting at my desk doing nothing for another seven hours. I left that job for what was another promising job that paid better. However, my daily workload is even less. One of my biggest pet peeves is wasting people's time. And even when I've asked for more work, I get told to just be happy I'm being paid to do minimal. I know a lot of people would die for these positions, but I truly want to be engaged in the work I'm doing, whatever that may be. My question is, how do you go about searching for employment that is meaningful without wasting time on the jobs like I've had? My track record so far is getting what seems like great jobs that end up being duds. Uh, My wife... P.S. My wife is getting stationed in Hawaii this summer, so I will again be looking for full-time employment, and I don't want to waste any more time. Oh, well, you're in the unique predicament because most people are like, yeah, great pay, fine. I'll just fucking sit there. Um, I would use that time at those places to search for other jobs. Uh, I would let them fund your searching and your reading and your self-exploration. This also might be a time in your life to think about, like, what do you, like, really want to do? Do you want to open a gym? Do you want to start a business? Do you want to do your own thing? And maybe that's the universe telling you like, hey, these are dead ends because you need to be doing something else. Mm -hmm. That's one thought. The other thought, I don't know anything about like ZipRecruiter. Like there are so many websites for recruiting. Uh, Maybe the VA has some resources. I do know that for people that are in the military, sometimes job placement, aside from like mechanic or like things like that is difficult because you have such a specific set of skills. I don't know what your place was in the military. It's almost like the more specialized, the harder it is. Mm -hmm. I would talk to, I'm sure there's like some sort of office that deals with placing people. Um, And if you really have gone to your boss, you're like, I can do these things or maybe come up with ideas. Hey, I noticed that in this department, we don't have this, this, and this. Here's what Mm -hmm. I've come up with. Um, But I would allow, if you're going to have that much downtime, I would let them pay you to look for other jobs. And if you already have a job and you're looking for other jobs, you're not like desperate, like you need that next job. So ask the questions you really want to know in the interviews. Like I remember having a job interview at a a big company for social media, for TV shows. 
and asking about the workload. And just basically when asked, like, how often are you guys working late? Everyone was just kind of like, oh, you know, it's like we do what we need to do, which translates into, oh, you're on a call 100% of the time. This is not of interest to me. So you can totally just flat out ask things that maybe you would feel uncomfortable. Ask like, hey, look, what is the workload? What is my day-to-day? Like in a typical day, what did the person on my job do today? Like you can ask those questions and really drill down on exactly. And they can lie, but I don't think they would be to their benefit to lie about that sort of thing. The point is I would sit down and I would think about what do you want to do with the next 10 years of your life and what are the steps you can take? Because I, just the fact that you thought that you listen to me, but that you also thought to write that means that I think you got a little bit more in you than being a desk jockey. Mm-hmm. So ask those tough questions because I think you're probably a little scared. I think there's something in you that you want to do and you're like, no, I'll just keep this good job and benefits. Just, uh, I think being in the military too, you're very like task oriented and focused and you're taught like just deal with what's in front of you. But now you have the opportunity to sort of expand your mind. What is it that you want to do with the next 10 years of your life? And I can't answer that for you because I don't even know who you are. Aaron Smith 003, how horrible a mother would I be to let my 12-year-old daughter listen to your pod? If just a skosh of your confidence could rub off on her, it would be well worth having to explain some of the more adult things to her. You'd have to, (laughs) I think you'd be fine. I think you need to go through it to make sure you have the right question. We mark it as explicit because there are curse words. say the F word, but so does everyone. But So does our president. Yeah. I think you'd be, I don't think you'd be the worst mother at all. I think maybe the specials might be, it depends on what you want her to have glean access to. I don't know. Yeah, let her listen to it. Fuck bitches, get money. Yeah, I don't think it's like, it's not gross. No, it's not. Like the pussy show. The penis show. Welcome back to penis talk. With dripping goodness. Yeah. Well, yeah. don't Throbbing. play this one for your child. Yeah, don't say child and dripping. Oh. What? Aubrey Hauser. Hi, Eliza. Loved your show in Tampa. Uh, I adopted my own dog on New Year's Eve, but he's a bit bigger at Labrador Mix. Okay, fine. Have it your way. (laughs) My question is this. How would you suggest I tell my boyfriend he's terrible at gift picking? For context, we've been together almost two years and moved in together 10 months ago. This last Xmas, he asked me what I wanted. I said I'd like a book. He knows I love to read, and I even showed him Girl Logic at one point the month before and told him I wanted to get that book. Though that's not the only book I told him I was interested in. But he got me a Harry Potter-themed cookbook, which I'm a fan, but definitely not what I was talking about. Now, for Valentine's, he got me the tackiest jewelry, when if you looked at the stuff I wear, it's all very small and minimalistic and subtle. How do I tell him I hate it when I know he's trying? Uh, By the way, I think the dog's on my side because he chewed the cookbook a few days later. That's like, it's like, it's in the ballpark, but I get why it's like not what... A hamburger patty and a dose of magic. It just... That's not so you just like read. Like I get why she's annoyed by that. Yeah, I am in the same boat. I nothing will make me angrier quicker than a bad gift. Like you'll see it on my face. Like I can't, oh my God, thank you. I'm just like, what? Okay, great. This is what you thought I wanted. Um, I think because he's your husband for communication's sake, you have to pull him aside and be like, I think you struggle with gift giving and I think your heart's in the right place, but I think it would be better if I just tell you what I want because I don't want you to waste money and I want to to have things that I like and I want to think of you when I have these things. How do you feel in this instance about like an Amazon gift list, wish list or something with like 20 things in varying price ranges so it's like you don't know exactly what you're getting? Here's an idea. I don't know. I don't know. Here's what I would do. 
because uh, Smokey Husky and I used to be big fans of going out and getting drunk and then he would just watch me buy stuff. Um, why don't you make like a gift day and go out for like a nice meal and then go to the mall or the shopping area or the street that you like and you both each get each other a gift. You walk him over to it and it's like, thank you. You pick it out. That way each person gets what they wanted. You're exchanging gifts anyway. I, ju- I just think for the sake of your relationship, there shouldn't be something where you don't know how to say it. I'm also very blunt because I would never say anything mean. Like there are things that are, you know, would rip the person in half, but like I'll tell my husband, I'm like, you're the worst massager in the world. It's terrible. But then he rubs my feet and they're nice. So just the back. That's really, he's really bad at that. I like in friends. I bet he would feel relieved to know that like, oh, thank God, just tell me what you want. Yeah, I mean, I think he's definitely open to suggestion because he did take the book thing and like try to put his own spin on it. So it's like he didn't then go get you like a bath bomb. Like he ask listened. Him. Ask him, he's your husband. She said, husband or boyfriend? Boyfriend. Yeah. Ask him, be like, I have a question. I just, because I really want to know. It was so sweet. What was your thought with the Harry Potter book? And then you'll always be surprised to hear the thought that people put in stuff and be like, well, I know you love cooking and you said you love this. A, B, and C leads to D. And this. and then you can kind of get some insight. Right. Or he'll be like, I don't know, I just thought. And if, if it's more on the side of like, I don't know, I just thought, then you could be like, I have an idea. Because yeah. I really want to love the things you give me and I want to think of you. Like that one time you gave me um, that cold sore and like I think about that and I love you. Mm-hmm. No, I'm just saying, if you put it to him like you this gift giving means a lot and you want to think about him and not be frustrated. Just say like that. Hopefully he'll receive that. Receive you. Yeah. He sounds open to it. He sounds like a dick. Night. No, No, he he doesn't. He's fine. It's just a joke. Next question. Okay. Tootly underscore S. Uh, I am 26 years old and have been single for over seven years now. All my friends who live in the same city as me, Dallas, shout out. Shout out, Big D are in serious relationships and I'm literally serious. the only single one. Are they serious? Every, t- every time we go out, they usually bring their boyfriends so guys never come up to me because there are always other dudes around. Yeah. I've tried dating apps but have decided to delete them once and for all because they lowered my self-esteem substantially and nothing worthwhile has ever come from them. Also, it feels like every time I find myself liking someone, he ends up already having a girlfriend or being gay. Good ones are always gay, LOL. They're always hot. The hot anyway, ones are always gay. Anyway. Did she have a picture? Uh... Let's check it out. Okay. We're going to go on your Instagram. We're going to check it out. Also, it feels like everything. Anyway, how do I handle being the only single friend when I'm very happy with myself and I'm just craving intimacy and ready for a relationship? I keep myself busy enough, working out, volunteering. I just feel like I've spent the time working on myself, that I love who I am and love my life. I'm just lonely. Please help. Also, Aww. sorry for the underscore. First of all, you went to Penn State. You're a smart girl. You've got nice hair. You're a cute girl. I was nervous. I was like, oh, God, she's going to be a gorilla. Right. I think the the biggest barrier, if she's always going out with her friends and they always have their boyfriends and no guys are approaching, like, do you think it would help if she just went out with girls? I mean, you could just go out with girls, but also, like, men and women go out. You're at that age, too, where, like, everyone's kind of paired off. It's almost like you have the freedom to talk to people because you're not, you don't have to stick around talking to a guy. So you can put signs out there, like just dress cute and be confident. You can smile at boys. Like I think it's almost better going out in a group because you're not with girls. So it's like, got to stick with my girl code and you're not with all dudes. So dudes Mm -hmm. don't think one of them is your boyfriend. I think you are also having a a weird self-esteem thing. The dating apps, yeah, dating is difficult. Dallas has a lot of young people, but don't delete the dating apps. And I know what you're doing. Don't delete the dating apps as a way of saying like, screw you universe, look what I'm going to do. 
that doesn't help. Be available, be open. You are going to run into hot dudes that end up being gay and you're going to run into hot dudes who have girlfriends, but I guarantee you, and you're at the perfect age for this, there are plenty of dudes out there that don't. Mm -hmm. So don't let literally probably the four times this has happened in your life dictate the way that you're going to be because being closed off um, and vengeful doesn't, it doesn't serve any purpose and it mm-hmm. only makes you feel smaller. You're a cute girl. I'm looking at your pictures. You are not weird looking. You have big boobs. So get out there. And yeah, you're doing all the right things. It just it just takes a minute. Unless there's something you're not telling me. Like you got a turkey tail. I don't think you do. Yeah, that's it. You're fine. You're fine. But uh, undelete those dating apps because that doesn't ha- you're just You're just screaming into the universe and it, it, it's not going to... It's not going to get you. If anywhere. you're having a hard time on Tinder, try Ship, try Bumble. Try Ship. It the, you know, have your friends help swipe around, try Bumble, match try Raya. Hinge. There's a billion of them and go out with your friends. This you will never have more energy and time to like go out and get drunk and do stuff. So just keep going out. That's yeah. how people your age, that's what they do. Mm-hmm. God, I drank so much in my 20s. I don't know how I did it. You're fine. Yeah. Cute girl, lots of hair, good school. You're good to go. Yeah. You'll be fine. You yeah. had a little temper tantrum with the universe. You're good to go. Here's a hot dude. Who's Checkenberg? Casually. Is that a girl or a dude? Oh, that's a girl. Nope, that's a boy. Oh, he's got a girlfriend. Okay, I'm sorry. Next one. <laughs> Next question. Okay, we have an anonymous one because they need an opinion by June. And so this will be, I mean, this will come out in like March, but. I'm ready. Okay. I'm ready. I'm going to like, a music- I'm on the edge of a, I'm on, an, I'm on a ledge at the top of my building. I'm going to a music festival, Bonnaroo. I had a really crazy idea. You know what Bonnaroo is. I had a really crazy idea to try to get people to dress up in taxi, tacky prom dresses and wild tuxes one night at Bonnaroo. I have a lot of people on board. So I was telling my mother about this wild idea and then I was trying to find an awful 80s dress, but it was hard because I am plus size. My mother told me that I could have her perfect puffed sleeve 80s wedding dress to wear. Aww. I was floored. I'm sure when she saved her wedding dress, she didn't save it for me to wear to a muddy (laughs) festival. So my question is, how do I honor the wedding dress before I destroy it in June? I would never wear it to my wedding, but it is still special to me. I was thinking of having a photo shoot in it or doing something with the lace. I really want to do a fake 80s wedding photo shoot with my boyfriend. I know he is going to propose this year. Thoughts? Thanks for all you do. Oh, that's sweet. Okay. Uh, I would say in your memorializing of it, do something that doesn't involve the boyfriend just in case. Do something with your mom. Do a photo shoot with your mom and the dress. Or can your mom wear the dress? Yeah, either she wears it or you wear it and you do photos together. Yeah, you just need a picture. Uh, and if you can save, yeah, if you can take off the lace or just a little piece of it, yeah. you can have that as a that something you could, old or, for your wedding. And you could sew it into your dress. Yeah. yeah, yeah, just a chunk of it. That's very, I think that's really sweet that you want to do that. Um, it'd be cool if your mom took a picture on it and you did and then you put the pictures together like mm-hmm. Photoshop so you're just there together. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you could take cute pictures before you go, like with your crew mm-hmm. of you in the dress and post about, you know, but I think you're, any of those is fine. I like yeah. the idea of taking a little bit of it and sewing it into your mom's dress or a picture of your mom in it, sewing it, but your mom's alive. So it's not like you need to yeah. do uh, Any of those is fine. And then just wreck it. Do do something with your mom and, and not your boyfriend. I mean, also you can do the boyfriend. Yeah, but just, but, make, just but in case. Involve yeah. your mom. It won't have, it's more the, it's more your mother that you care about. It's less the dress. And it won't have meant, once you do all this, you'll probably never look at those pictures again. Yeah. But do it for now so you feel better about destroying it. 
because you wouldn't yeah. have thought about this dress regardless. And if there's I, just like that. a beautiful element of it that you can take out and, and set aside before you. it's But it's also more your mom because if you didn't have this theme, you wouldn't be taking pictures in this dress. Mm-hmm. So I think it's more the idea that you're destroying something that was lovely of your mom's. I think yeah. you're kind of struggling with that. Maybe don't destroy it. Maybe go to Goodwill. They always have dresses there. And just do a uh, different dress. She's having dress. a hard time finding a plus size uh, well, you 80s could, dress. You could find one that's close, rip the back of it, and then just sew in a t-shirt. You're going to wreck it anyway. It doesn't have to fit perfectly. Right. I wonder if if Etsy does something like this. Yeah, or just go to like an out-of-the-closet if they have them where you are, or like a Buffalo Exchange or a Goodwill. Right. And just get it altered. Yeah. I mean, it could be fun to do something with your mom in the dress now since you know you're not going to wear it for your wedding. And then also keep an eye out and see if you can find an alternative dress. There you go. All right. Hi, guys. Love the pod. Listen to it nearly every morning on my way to work. I am 25 years old, single, and recently moved to a new city and don't know many people. In an effort to try to make friends, I reached out to a friend of a friend, a boy, to try and make more friends, and he ended up inviting me to a party at his friend's house. Once I got there and met him, I realized he's super hot, super nice, and really such a gentleman. I started to get my hopes up after we sat and talked for a long time until a girl walked up and introduced herself as his girlfriend. My question is, if you seem to meet the perfect person and they have a significant other, do you think it's just not meant to be or is there still hope? P.S. I would never even think about trying to wreck a relationship, but it just made me think because it's not often you feel so drawn to someone. It depends on how old you are. You're drawn, she's 25 and she's drawn to him because he's a hottie. Yeah, no, you're, you're drawn because he's a hottie. You'll um, find someone else. He, oh, for sure. I, I was just saying, mm. um, like, if my husband spoke to you for a while, he'd probably be just being, because like, hey, we're at a party, I'm being nice, we're talking about something that, you know, we're having a conversation. Yeah. When you're younger, it's kind of like, why are you talking to her for this long? Yeah. So there's a version. I mean, I don't know what you look like. I could look you up. Should I look her up? Uh, it's anonymous. Okay. So I don't have the name. There's a version where he thought you were super hot and like that relationship probably won't last because they're 25. But yes, move on. Because if you end up dating this guy, you will always be thinking about like, oh, what if he meets another girl at a party? You just think he's hot and move on, move on, move on. You don't want to be that creep girl that's new, that's like creeping on someone's boyfriend. Thousand percent move on. Okay. He was... He was being nice. He was talking to you. He got you invited to a party. Right. And that it's was so yeah. exciting to be taught. And then you meet, then you go and he's just so good looking and so nice. Yeah. And you're just like, oh. it's also that he was being a nice guy. It's also that thing. And he might've thought you were hot unless you're not hot, in which case he was just being nice. But it's also that thing where I forgot what the thing was. It's also the thing. I don't know. Have I told you about the time my freshman year of college, I met this guy that was like the hottest guy ever. He was so attractive. And he invited me to go to a football game with him, which is a big deal at University of Georgia. Uh And I was so excited. And I show up and he meets me outside and he brought an extra poncho for me and it was raining. And I was so, and we get inside and he's with 10 gorgeous Asian women. And every time I talked to him after that, he would look away from me to look at Asian women that were walking past. And I was like, oh, this wasn't a date. This was very nice, but... Did they, were the Asian girls like bring bring a white girl? That I don't we can know. Laugh they, at. And they were all into him because he's just stunning, and he like he speaks Chinese, and he's just oh, so okay. tall. That's well, they love tall people. That's the other thing is like you never want to be part of a harem. And in your twenties, guys do that. Like oh let's let's go let's go. Uh, I am reminded of the time that Michelle and I she came to visit, and I don't know it must have been like a MySpace thing. Some kid got to get like had this. There are these apartments here in LA called Park La Brea. And like, that was like where 
I didn't live there, but like a lot of people have lived there. It's just like this massive apartment complex that you can see from space. And then there's like the Palazzo. It's like the nicer apartments attached to it. And this like spoiled kid, like his dad bought him an apartment. So it was like, come on by. We're having a group get together. I don't know how I met this person. I don't remember his name. And so they had like drinks and stuff. And it was obviously for like ugly dudes to meet like trashy girls. I don't know how I got on this list. I I don't know if he had come to a show. I was so young. I was like 25. So we go, Michelle and I are in like tank tops and jeans and all the other girls are in like dressed up with like bad hair and they were all garbage and I'll never forget. He was with like ugly dudes. Mm -hmm. And one of them said something about like, not an economic forum, but like micro lending. And Michelle's ears perked up. She was like, oh, I work for the World Bank. And I speak like two languages. Like she knew everything and the guys were so annoyed that she knew about more about economics than they. She wasn't being rude. She was just talking. And you could tell they were like, no, we're just here to like put things in gross mouths. We get in the car and this whole group, so it's ugly dudes and like kind of hideous girls that like tick a box. And Eric Clapton's cocaine came on. And everybody was like, yeah, cocaine, yeah. And they're singing along and Michelle and I, and the song stops and Michelle's like, so does anyone have cocaine? And they were like, ew, we don't do that. And I was like, fuck you guys. Like, don't sing a song like that and act like you're so cool. And then when someone says something legit, they're like, ew, what the hell was the point of that? The point is we were part of like a presentation of like, here's some hot girls, check it out. And those guys were garbage. The whole point is you don't want to be part of a harem. You don't want to be, as we've seen from Love is Blind, you don't want to be the girl. Remember like that, what's her name? Lauren, the one with the wine teeth who loves Amber. She loves Barnett. And he's so hot. And Amber is like, I will break your face if you go after my man. You don't want to be the girl that's like pining for the dude with the girlfriend. Yeah. Move on, move on. I know you think he's like your end all be all. There's so many hot guys out there. Yeah, you're gonna, it's fine. I mean, look, stay, you know, if you want to stay friends and something happens later, great. But but don't bank on that. Keep- let me let me just say this. Um, a couple years ago, this was a while ago, I did a show and I sat down. I never drink at my shows, but I sat down at the bar to like write something down. And there was a really good looking, not really good looking, there was a cute guy there. Okay. And we started talking and I was like, what's your deal? And he's like, I'm a doctor. Uh, I just moved here and I'm like, okay, okay, hold on. I've got two things to say. One is this. You don't want to be the person ever that first thing in their conversation, you're like, I have a boyfriend, by the way. I have a girlfriend, by the way. Because that puts people on the defensive and there's nothing worse than saying that. Someone's like, I wasn't hitting on you. Yeah. Typically they are hitting on you, but it is, you know, it's, it's tough to elegantly work that in. So it sounded like he was, either he's flirting with you or he was just treating you like a person and having a conversation with you. Regardless, it's not your problem. Yeah. I do remember, however, it is tricky though when you're a girl and a guy talks to you for a while. I'm a cute girl. This guy was talking to me for a while and he said he had a a fiance or Mm -hmm. a girlfriend. He's like, she's moving here in a couple weeks. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, well, he's like, if you know any cool things. And so I was like, okay, here's some things that I do. Here's some things. And he came to a show or two and he'd like text me a few times. But I just stopped responding because I was like, it's inappropriate. Right, what's what's going on here? Yeah, and I just, I cut that off. Like, I will not be the girl, even when I was single, I'm like, if you're with someone, like, I don't want to engage beyond, like, here's some free tickets. Mm-hmm. There's no reason for you to be texting me. Mm-hmm. I'm not ugly. So I thought, I think sometimes guys are like, well, let me just see how far I can get, stroke my own ego. And I was like, I was like, he wore a weird necklace. Um, but I always thought it was like a little weird. Yeah. Anyway, move on. Yeah. Sorry about that Eric Clapton story. Just took a really long time. Michelle was the one that asked for blowing up me. (laughs) Kick it. Okay. Don't Uh, don't let your kid listen to that story. 
This episode is not for your kids. This top, episode top, brought to you not by your kids. Top of the pod. Top of the pod. Top of the cob. If you're going to introduce it, you can't mess it up. Top of the cob. Kick it. It's the top of the cob. We're doing it right. Every day. You just take a bite. Top of the cob. My top of the cob is also my bottom of the cob. What? It is fake nails. Oh, you're I having a tough time. I have never. First of all, I thought I would be doing myself a service by not getting acrylic. So I got gels, but it's still a fake nail under it. Um, I never, I've never had fake nails. This cannot be good for the environment. Um, and it's glued, it's feet, nay, fused to my finger. So if your nail ever bends back, it really, really hurts. I am virtually incapacitated. I cannot type. Um, I scratched my butt the other day on accident. (laughs) Trying to wipe myself. Um, I can't do most dexterous things. That's the bottom. The top is, these nails look fucking sick. Like I... These nails are fire. They make my fingers look long. They look sick in the dresses I tried on. Mm-hmm. I see now, like you're, we're so used to watching women with nails and the way they move and having their fingers around and the way that they type. You see now why women's hands are portrayed a certain way because the nails limit your range of motion. But part of me is like, who fucking cares? Because I gesticulate so perfectly and I look lit. My hands are lit. It's, fuck, it's the best, worst choice of my life. Okay. So I'm enjoying them, but I hate them so much. I've never held two opposing views so close to my heart at once. Wow. I, I'm so conflicted. It's like, I look, I'm like, ugh, but, oh, <laughs> I look awesome. And it's like, I'm different now. Yeah. I'm like a little bit sluttier. People will have seen these nails in um, They'll see Kimmel them. and Corden and the Today yeah. Show. And, and they're not like a crazy color. Um, they're a little long. But then I figured if you're getting fake nails, why cut, cut them down? Yeah. Um, I don't know how the dog feels. Mm. But uh, I, I've i never loved and hated something simultaneously as passionately as I do these nails. Okay. And I can do like like things like this. ASMR, ASMR. Oh, 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 oh. Okay. oh boy. Hugo. My top of the cob is I love researching like a, a semi-big purchase or something that you're going to have for a while. And this is like, but I researched phone cases for a really long time before I buy one. Mm-hmm. And I just ordered some uh, active noise cancellation headphones, which are an expensive purchase. But I was like, I want to invest in it, have it for years, not do a murder in my apartment building. Totally. And I love just reading like CNET and consumer reports. And I go to Reddit and I read people's reviews and I post my own question and I read all the Amazon reviews. Like I love drilling down to, to make the choice because then when you click buy, it's so satisfying and then my bottom is this cough that will not go away that's gets worse in the evening and i'm just in my bed coughing myself to sleep with my noise canceling headphones that is my bottom of the cob as well i love your top of the cob because i trust damn it i trust you to tell me things i'll be like emily this podcast this product this link and you're like here's the rundown and i trust i don't even verify it i'm like whatever she said She holds my life in her hands. Oh, I have a hot tip for people. If you're trying to Google something and you're trying to figure out, like, because we, Eliza's very cognizant of not aligning herself with organizations or products or whatever that are Garbage. harmful to the environment or, yeah. We try. Sometimes we try you got to sell. very I mean, hard. Um, and if you search anything you're trying to find out about, 
and add the word in your Google search controversy, 100% of the time you will find like, even if it's something dumb and then you can assess if everyone mad at it is mad for a dumb reason. You could even search my name in controversy. Right, because controversy is going to bring up things that are stupid and things that are real. Yeah. And and you can then assess what that is, what that means to you. So hot tip, hot Google tip. Hot tip. For your Boolean searches. For your Boolean searches. What did you say? Boolean. Boolean, like Like cubes, like gold? B-O-O-L-E-A-N. It's like a search, like how you format a search. What? Not Boolean, like like gold Boolean and not Boolean cubes, like you're making soup? Is that a thing too? Yeah. Boolean? Boolean, yeah. What is it? It's like, it's 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 the search engine, like how the very most basic version of a search engine, and I'm sure I'm getting that wrong, but like where you're typing in, you're putting quotes, you're putting pluses, like the language that a search engine uses. Oh, interesting. It's Boolean? I'm now Googling it because I'm scared. It's it's like, it's data. It's a system of, of equations. It's like how you search for something in a way that makes sense. Like the logic that your search engine is using. That's awesome. So now you know. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30.